Hello. Hello. You're listening to Yes, Have Some. At least until I get to you. Sleep tight tonight. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes Have Some. Yes Have Some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend, I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 142 of Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us this week. As always, I am here with my co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? And Jacob Walsh. Hello. And we just spent the weekend together. We sure did. did. (laughs) Jake, I swear you were there for at least part of it. (laughs) I have some fond memories, yeah. Fond memories. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, I was notified just before we started recording that, you know how Facebook is sending out, like, badges to people? Like, if you like a certain page and interact with that page, it'll send you, like, it'll be like, you're the top fan of Star Wars. Okay. Have you seen that? No. No. I don't think that Jake and I dole out enough likes to get yeah, probably to not. get that. Yeah, you guys aren't like you guys get ba- Abby. You get a badge. It's like you're the worst fan. You are the least interactive <laughs> person on this fan site. Um, John Yurkaba, friend of the podcast, messaged me and said that he received a notification on Facebook that said he was a top fan of Yes Have Some podcast. Nice. Wow. So are we only going to refer to him as top fan from well, now on? Well, he requested that. He said, if I'm ever on or if you talk about me, please refer to me as top fan John Yurkeba. <laughs> so Top fan John Yurkeba tonight. That's great. I like it. What would a reality show called YHS Top Fan look like? Like to prove you're the top fan of Yes Have Some, what kind of challenges would you have to go through? Um, you think there would be like a like a quiz Mm-hmm. How many fucks did Abby give, you know, this or like trivia? Yeah, trivia like. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. or like they have to pick between like three collectible items and like pick the one that they think I would want the most. Or we send them on missions to like go and buy collectibles that are in other states that are very large and cumbersome that we ourselves don't want to go get. Wait, so you so Abby thinks that the test should just be we make them go buy us toys. Yeah. Basically. Hey, hey, you know what? If you want to be a top fan. You ought to be a top fan. You got to do top fan stuff. Um, Jake, have you watched uh, Queer Eye on Netflix? No. Uh, oh, it's okay. so good. It's really good. Uh, but, you know, the five dudes, they show up and they, like, take people who, like, need help rearranging, like, their life or dressing better or, like, doing their yeah, house better. Yeah, they teach better. you, like, self-care and all that kind and of stuff. Abby and I were laughing. I was like, how funny would it be? If these five guys showed up at Jake's door and were like, we're going to get rid of all of your toys and redecorate your house, Jake would be like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck, you get out, the of fuck here, out of here. Yeah. Uh, I don't give a shit. So I'm going to nominate Jake next season just just 
to see a just camera so you can have that that happen. Just so I can see Jake kick out five celebrities out of his house. Like, Get the fuck out! I want to see us go and do toy room makeovers to other people's toy rooms. And Wait be like, a minute. First of all, get rid of this frame. It's not working. <laughs> every room ends. Every room just ends up looking the same because all we use is detoffs yes! for everything. Dude, I Stylist love that idea. YHS toy room makeover. See, I kind of agree because I see a lot of pictures of collections. People have great stuff, but it's like not organized well. You know, like a lot of those old yeah. like Kmart shelves, that brown, mm-hmm. that '80s brown. We got 80s brown. You know that 80s yeah. brown. I don't, know, called. I don't know how to describe it. We know about 80s brown. Um, Abby does. No. <laughs> Ooh, we're talking about that yet. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get to that later. Um, oh, so okay. speaking of detoff, I, uh, I, speaking of detoff, like he's a friend of mine. <laughs> um, I, uh, he's coming on the show next week. This is, before we get into <laughs> fuck budget and all that, um, I wanted to do a little impromptu stress. I have decided, so I set up the barge, everybody knows, Mr. Barge, uh, <laughs> Mr. Barge's neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, I set up the barge, and I all week, I, it kind of, and Jake, you saw it set up, um, it, it, I don't like the way it's set up, because it's on top of a display case, yeah. <laughs> it's Ooh. on top of a display case that originally had a bunch of Ghostbuster stuff on top, and it looked really good. And then I had to move it to have some place to put the barge. And between me not loving the setup and realizing that it was very cat accessible, mm-hmm. um, I made a decision today. And on my lunch break from real life, I went to Ikea and bought two detoffs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I have a, a detoff in my house where I have some Ghostbuster stuff on top. I'm going to put the other two detoffs next to that for a three detoff set up and I'm going to put the barge on top of that. That Mm. should look good. I think that's going to look good. And then I'll have two, I have two new detoffs to, to decorate as, uh, as needed with other star Wars stuff and other stuff that I've been wanting to get off my regular shelves into the detoff. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea. Um, word to the wise going to Ikea in the middle of the day on a weekday is a much better experience (laughs) than going on a Saturday or Sunday. I was in and out very quickly. I walked in. I said, show me your detoffs. And that didn't happen. I, I just knew where they were. Take um, me straight to them. I, I walk up to somebody who works there. I was like, you, me, detoff, detoff now. now. Triple um, detoff. So I'm excited. It's always fun to get new shelves. I'm not really looking forward to putting them together, but it must be done. Yes, you are. You've already talked about it like ever since you got home with them. So it's like I'm having an I've affair. been keeping a tally of how many times Craig mentions like, well, once we're done recording, we get the detoffs out. So um, we should put out a shirt that says my side chick is a detoff. That's <laughs> 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 gross. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, just thinking about the things I could do with I'll the detoff. Three. I'll take three of those shirts. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, cool. So let's talk about this weekend. We were posting on uh, social media. We uh, we had a fun weekend. We're working on a little project. We can't really reveal all of the details yet. I'm not. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even sure what we can say. So I'm gonna Ooh. let you say it. I'm just. I'm not take sure a, what we can talk about here. I'm gonna take a sip of this Dr Pepper here and enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> we uh, we'll, we'll, listen in a couple. We'll, we really can't give a lot of details. It's a treat. But it's fun. Uh, it's a fun thing that we're doing. It's a cool opportunity for yes, have some, and, and I think our listeners will enjoy it. And uh, our our friend of the podcast, Jay Key, uh, mm-hmm. who is a, is an author, you might have heard us talking about his book series. 
How to Pick Up Women with a Drunk Space Ninja, The Adventures of Duke LaGrange. Yes, it's a three-part it's, it's three series. Uh, he's, a, he's a fan of the show and a, uh, an author and a really good guy. And um, he was here. He was here helping us with this project. And I guess we really can't say much other than it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And you'll mm-hmm. all know soon. It was a sweet treat. Right. And it was. Yeah, it was good. Once we can talk about it, we won't shut up about it and you'll yeah. be sick of hearing about it. You'll be annoyed by it. Yeah. 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 So get ready to be sick of it. But it was fun because we got to hang out with Jay and it's always fun to hang out with listeners. And um, mm-hmm. J- Jake, Jake was more surprised than anybody that uh, Jay listened to the show <laughs> and, he, and he, that he was a real person. Um, he was a real person. Yeah, it was great. Um, no, he's a great. I was guy. like this. I was like, he's not showing up. He's not. No one's going to show up here. This is all a joke. It was <laughs> getting catfished. Oh, we got catfished. Yeah, so I thought we were. I thought we were going to be waiting in that Waffle House forever. <laughs> I thought we'd still be there. Um, so yeah, we all had Waffle House, and then we we worked on the project all day Sunday. And our good friend Hal Clay also helped us. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Jake, I had a good time. Did you have a good time? I did. Uh, me and Jay did a lot of talking about Godzilla which was very fun to uh, to just be able to like sit around and talk shit about those movies and uh, talk about upcoming, you know, stuff that we're excited about. We, we also uh, be beyond the, uh, the project we were working on. We all went on a little search for um, a like Mecha Godzilla statue that is uh, in Atlanta right now. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we yeah, found that statue. Time. We yeah. did. It was it was a good time hanging out with him. And uh, what I thought was going to be possibly kind of stressful turned out to be a really fun day. It was yeah. it was good. Yeah. yeah. If anybody's in the Atlanta area, there's a uh, Godzilla statue on the Beltline. Uh, I think Mellow Mushroom put it there. There's not a Mellow Mushroom there, right. but there's a statue. Yeah. Which is arguably better than Mellow Mushroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Although, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed Mellow Mushroom Pizza later that night, though, so it, I yeah, think it inspired it us. Great, so. It's great advertising on their part. But yeah, they always have like cool art structures and stuff, um, art pieces and displays in their restaurants. So I think this is just like, yeah, uh, just this outstanding, like one of those on the Beltline in Atlanta. And I had a blast hanging out with you guys and going and checking that out. Um, and I also really enjoyed listening, Jake, to you and Jay. Like, going back and forth about all the different iterations, and I, like, between Craig and I sitting in the front seat, like, we were both like, what are those kids talking about? Like, we don't even know. It was very, (laughs) it's very, it was very fun, um, informative, and by the end of uh, the day Sunday, I just, I think I felt like we were all family at that point. We watched an episode of Dino Riders, and I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that, or if I'm, like, stealing Jake, you're stressed or something, but that was a ton of fun to be introduced to the show together. Well, so. we so yeah, you are. so I am okay. I'll stop. No, no, no. We I want to talk about this. <laughs> so, um, we watched Jay's as a big dinosaur enthusiast, uh, as is Jake, as we all are. But mm-hmm. you guys are on a different level. Like my dinosaur enthusiasm kind of starts at Jurassic Park and ends. Yeah. At Fallen Kingdom, but you, <laughs> I knew you were, I was going to try to go for that before. Uh, you guys are into it. And, um, Jake, uh, so Jay key is a giant, uh, Dino Riders fan, which was an old animated mm-hmm. series and cartoon, uh, or an animated series and toy line from the eighties that was short lived, uh, had a spark of popularity and kind of died out 
uh, in that decade. But he says it's his, one of his favorite media properties, which he kept saying, which makes me laugh because it's like so obscure. Uh, but I loved Dino Riders as a kid. And Jake, we had talked about it many times before that you weren't really familiar with Dino Riders. You had never seen it. So what we yeah. did was and I, I it always to me, it was curious that you had never seen it because you loved dinosaurs and loved them as a kid. But it was also a little bit weird to me that as many times we talked about it, that you never really sought it out to to really go yeah. watch it. Well, there was a reason for that. So what we did was it's similar to that movie Clockwork Orange. Mm. We pinned Jake to the couch. Yeah. We pried his eyes open. And very we, uncomfortable. We forced him <laughs> to watch the uh, trailer, or not the trailer, the, uh, first the pilot, the first yeah. episode first of Dino Riders. We all watched it. And uh, Jake, what was that experience like for you? Um, well, first, I mean, there's a, like, yeah, I, I've always wondered, Dino Riders has always kind of been a source of stress for me because, um, I have I had no idea what it is. And like I always feel like how do I not know what Dino Rider? Like when I hear other people talking about it um or I see some of the toys um anytime there's like a post in group therapy or whatever, I just shy away from it because I'm like this seems like something that I would have been in, obsessed with my entire life. It's like, you know, I was born in the 80s. I have loved dinosaurs more than anything my entire life. How do I not know what Dino Riders is? So I've never like the reason I have like never gone to seek it out is because I'm I know I'm going to become obsessed with it. I know I'm going to want to buy the toys. I know all the toys are expensive. I don't. I just haven't wanted to go down that road. So like Jay starts talking about Dino Riders and I'm like, yeah, D Dino Riders is a thing that I don't know about. And I, I don't remember owning any of the toys as a kid. Um, so we sit down, <laughs> we start watching it. Um, it's amazing. Like immediately that show is amazing. It's so silly and dumb and all the characters are ridiculous and there's like a star trek reference and mm -hmm. it's just like a stupid amazing show and i immediately started looking all the toys up and i was like i knew this i knew this was gonna happen i knew that as soon as i saw it i was gonna want everything so like Jay is t telling us like how expensive the toys are, how hard it is to find them complete. I'm looking them up and like falling in love with the box are. And I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and, and, but on top of that, I'm like, how do I not, how did I not know about Dino Riders? How did and you live without it? We, yeah. we were, we were all in the car kind of talking about this over the weekend. And I, this is going to sound, listen, this, this is going to sound crazy. This and is I your theory. That. Tell me your theory. I, yeah. I know it's going to sound stupid, but I don't think there's any possibility that I would not remember having Dino Riders toys or seeing this cartoon or anything unless my mom like purposefully shield me from it. <laughs> I think that my mom was like, hey, in her wisdom we're, and frugality, we're not buying all these Dino Rider toys. I think my mom, I think there was a conspiracy. 
And my mom was like, I'm not buying all these fucking toys. I can't let him know this exists. <laughs> and I think my mom probably told the rest of my family. She probably made sure I was watching something different whenever Diana Riders was on TV. She probably did that thing where as soon as the trailer, the, the, the commercial for the toys hit, she changed the channel. Yeah. <laughs> she just hit you and in the head to distract huh? you. I have, not, I have not confronted her about this yet. But it's the only logical explanation why someone like me would not fucking remember or know what Dino Riders is. So, but, first but now of all, that I know, are you I, okay? I want to consume it all. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be hard. There's only 13 episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, but by consume it all means also like I want the toys. Yeah, I, that's um, a difficult series from what you've said so, to collect. It, there's, it is. It's a very expensive, expensive toy line, especially there's a lot of little pieces. Getting everything complete is very hard. Um, I had Dino Riders toys as a child. Uh, I loved them. And am I going to go down this road with Jake? There's a possibility. Yeah. Might mm-hmm. do Thelma and Louise style, just sit at the We're edge going. of the edge mm-hmm. of the eBay cliff. The, cliff. <laughs> the eBay cliff. <laughs> just just holding hands and, and making bids. Uh, I uh, Jake, I love holding your hands theory. And making bids is a shirt. I like that. Holding hands and making bids. I uh, yeah. I love your theory. I love the idea. Okay, a couple things here, and we'll move on. The idea that instead of your mom just looking at you and saying no, <laughs> just no, you're not getting like, those. This? Right. It was e- you were so difficult and so set in your ways as a four year old. I was. I still yeah, I was. <laughs> that it was easier to create a conspiracy <laughs> that the sh- with your family that the show never existed. Yeah, to completely well, it, well, it erase it. Because like I obviously like I've obviously being like such a toy collector and a dinosaur fan, I've heard of Dino Riders like, you know, not just it's not like I just heard of Dino Riders for the first time this weekend. Dude, it's mm-hmm. just I've never explored it. It doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> it's like Westworld. Yeah, it's like Westworld. It was you were exposed to it or it was erased from your brain at an early age that yeah. anytime you've seen the toys or the show, Jake just sees. Yeah. Like a blurred out. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like a nostalgia thing you for were me. Like, you know, like Ghostbusters and mm-hmm. and and, a, and like Jurassic Park and a few of the other like carts. It's the same thing. Like when anybody's like Transformers or GI Joe, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about those. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything I watched, so it's not in my brain. Right. And it was kind of similar. It was like even though it was dinosaurs, I was like. I was always just like, oh, well, well, I don't know what that is. So I'm I'm okay. I'm okay not jumping into it right now because I I can't. But my childhood was basically like that. Pretty insistent that I dive headfirst into it. And um, yeah, and we're going to be gone in this in, (laughs) in this scenario. You're Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what we came up with. Like. Your parents, your mom created this conspiracy, mm-hmm. so you never had to learn the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that there was a an amazing dinosaur property that you just didn't get, yeah. to, get to have. I just completely Jeez. missed out. I just completely missed out on the whole thing. And I thought, you know, when we were watching it, um, I thought maybe like once I look these toys up and I start looking at all these figures, I will remember having these or I'll remember playing with these or wanting them. And I looked these up and I was like, these are amazing. What the fuck? I've never seen this in my life. Yeah. I love it. Completely unexplored territory. I'm excited yeah. for you, Jake. It was exciting just to sit 
and like witness you getting into it because um what we were all sitting in the living room and we put it on youtube that first episode and it starts with like a really cool uh sketch art sequence that's kind of like the aha take on me video it's got this amazing music too yeah so like i heard you being like you were like whoa this is cool. And then you got really <laughs> quiet and I turned around and you were on your phone and I was like, oh, maybe he doesn't like it. Then you're like, I'm putting a bid on whatever you were looking at. <laughs> I, was by, I, was I was like, Jake's in there. Adding it all to my watch list. Yeah. That's so funny. It was special. I liked it. It was a fun moment and I'm glad that you're into that now, Jake. It's, it's about time. It was like, well, fu- it's I, like, I, imagine you're, you, you like your parents never gave you Oreos. And like you had seen them throughout your life, and you were just like, I don't, know, I don't know anything about those. And finally, someone just forces you to eat an Oreo at like thirty-five years old, and then you're like, Jake, let me ask you this, because I know how I would be. Was your initial reaction to just be bummed at your mom? <laughs> like that was your reaction to? It made me writers? a little. It made me a little mad. It yeah. made, I was like, I was like, did did both of us not know about this? Like, <laughs> She must have knew, known this was on TV at some Dude. point, right? Jake, you just need to call your mom, and when she when she answers, instead of saying hello, just go. So, do you have uh, anything to say for yourself? <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? I'd be like, yeah. hey, you know, it it might have taken thirty years, mom, but I I know. Why'd you I keep it you from did. me? <laughs> she changes her number. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I legit. You were talking about this over the weekend. I legitimately want to have her on the show. Um, I kind of felt the same way as you, Jake, when I saw Terminator Two for the first time. I was like, "What the fuck? Why did my parents keep this from me?" Because it just, you know. Well, well honestly, pre- I think there's probably a pretty good reason your parents no! kept you from the movie where Dude. somebody gets, you know. I specific. <laughs> we okay. had that on today at work, and whenever the whenever that That's kill happens, whenever John Connor's step parents get killed, I was like, "Whoa." It's pretty brutal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's great. That's the most brutal thing that's been in a Terminator movie since Terminator 2 is that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they confirmed today that the title of the new one is Dark Fate. So. Dark Fate. Um, Speaking of, I, I wanted answer. to, we, we were able to do some shopping and, and picked up some cool stuff over the weekend, too. Starting yeah. off with Jake. You brought yeah. me a birthday present, you little rascal. I did, yeah. yeah. People don't realize, man, we do presents around here. We take this stuff seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, and, uh, it was a good segue because what Jake got me is something I've never seen before. It is a Terminator two laser disc, but it's only the trailer for T2 and it's on like a smaller disc, almost like the size of like a 45 record. I've never seen this before. I think it was like a promotional item sent out to, it was, yeah, uh, gosh, stores or the studios. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's got me kind of, uh. Wanting some more like laser disc. I, I collect laser discs and I don't have a laser disc player. And you might have just put me over the edge. So thank you very yeah. much for that gift. You're welcome. It's very, very cool. cool. And I love Terminator 2, one of my favorites. Um, and yeah, we, we went out. We went to some uh, thrift stores. We uh, went to Dave's Comics in Fayetteville, Georgia. A little shout out. Jake, you picked up some stuff there. So did Abby. Mm-hmm. Abby, mm-hmm. what'd you get? I found a really cool Return of the Jedi pop up book that was. I thought it was in perfect condition, like most of the pull tabs worked uh, when I was looking at it in store. Once I got it home, I examined a little more closely. There was a couple more, like, you know, nicks and dents. But um, it's very, very cute, and it tells the story of the Return of the Jedi movie. It's got, like, interactive 
flaps and stuff because it's a pop-up book. So that was really um, probably my favorite thing that I got. I got a couple of VHS tapes as well um, when we were picking at the thrift store. I got uh, Beverly Hills Cop as well as Heavyweights. And what I thought was Lord of the Rings, Fellowship just, of the Ring. Let's just do it. Talk okay, about it. Let's just talk it. about it. Let's just do it. Okay, so Tell I was going to put you in my where I was this afternoon. I put a face mask on. I had just started filing my nails. I was having like a self-care afternoon. I uh, went in the bedroom and I was like, I'm going to pop in Lord of the Rings on VHS because I find that to be a very relaxing movie um, and it will fit my mood and I'm excited to watch it because I just bought it on VHS from the thrift store. Uh, so I took the tape out and I noticed that there was some writing on like the tape itself and I thought, oh, that's different. This might not be the movie, but this might not be I don't know what rings. this is. And I kind of had that like weird feeling in my stomach. I was like, I don't know. Since I don't know what this is, it could be terrible, but whatever. I'll just give it a shot. Put it in. It was porn. It was vintage <laughs> porn. And I won't go any further other than saying, please check your VHS tapes before you leave the thrift store because you never know what could be in there. Hey, hold on. couple things. A, it's cool that it was vintage. Yeah. Like it would suck. It'll stay in my collection at least. It's yeah. collectible. Um, and the text message conversation. Maybe we'll have to. S- you know what? We'll save all the details for our next Patreon yeah. episode. Let's just keep that <laughs> uh, for something else. There later. was some witty banter going back and forth Ooh, between wee. the three of us. Uh-oh. It was not my interpretation of uh, Tolkien's famous <laughs> trilogy. So what, what I did love, though, is, Abby, you originally said, hey, this is homemade porn. <laughs> and the second I saw it, I was like, that is not, that is not homemade. homemade. It's just old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was fun. Uh, yeah. Um, that's not the first time something like that has happened to you with a thrift store find on VHS. No, I, I said, uh, I think this was better than the time that I found... Um, 9-11 footage recorded over my uh, Three Ninjas tape that I bought for the first store. I was like, is it better? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I put on the Phantom Menace after all of this because I was like, I need a lot of pod racing to just kind of get this off my mind. I'll never forget that. Abby's like, yes, I'm going to watch Three Ninjas. She puts it in. It's like Wolf Blitzer live at the um, World Trade Center. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy because it's not easy to tape over one of those uh, like a real movie. You have to take the little tab out. It's like a whole thing. But anyways, um, Abby, did you pick anything else up? Um, actually, yeah, there's a couple things there were that you picked up for me, which I'll mention. Um, there Return of the Jedi collectible erasers. There's a little wicket and an R2-D2 and a Darth Vader. And those are relatively minty, like on card and package. And that's some of my favorite stuff actually is the, um, uh, crossover merchandise like that that was like back to school type um, merch for Return of the Jedi because I love the packaging and the artwork on it. Um, what I love is that stuff like they made so much of it mm-hmm. like you'd think it'd be expensive but those were like a dollar each so yeah good for us yeah I'm happy to have them it was a nice little pick yeah little pick I also got the Hollywood Award which I found at a uh, at a thrift store. <laughs> Because I wanted to be like Ryan Dole um, and hold my <laughs> mm-hmm. award. Mm-hmm. Just have an Oscar? Yeah, an Oscar. Cool. cool. Well, I think from now on we just need to call Yes Have Some the Hollywood Award winning. Yes Hollywood Award winning. People are like, what's that? It's like we made it up. Uh, Jake, what uh, would you pick up over the weekend? <laughs> Um, at Dave's, I picked up a, uh, he, he had a, he had a good bit of loose Ultraman figures. Um, I bought one of those, uh, 
it's just like I mean, it's just a little Ultraman figure. It's cool. Uh, I also bought a VHS copy of Gorgo um, from Dave's personal collection. <laughs> from Dave's personal collection, um, he had a couple VHS tapes, and and um, most of them were. Um, grossly overpriced but the gorgo uh seemed like a pretty good deal and it's in kind of like an old clamshell it's pretty cool it's got good art so i bought that um i also bought the neca the new neca godzilla that has come out the king kong versus godzilla it's the first godzilla in their line that is in the packaging where you can like open it without destroying the packaging. It's like the ultimate figure packaging. It's in the ultimate. Yeah. It's like the Mm -hmm. box with the window. It kind of Velcro's closed. Um, and it's kind of stressing me out because now (laughs) I don't, I don't know off the top of my head how many Godzilla figures they've put out at this point, but, um, it's over like 10, you know, it's a, there's a good amount of them. And, um, I have them all except one and I don't, as, as you, as you two know, I I don't really open my toys if it destroys the package. If it, if, if you could open it without destroying the box, I'll take it out. Um, the NECA ultimate figures, you can open in them. You can open them up. Packaging is, is fine. The, the other Godzilla figures are all in those like plastic bubbles and I have them all displayed on uh, like a like a like a store shelf that I bought, and it looks very good. But now I have this one NECA figure that's out of the box, and having it out of the box, it's it's like such a nice figure. It's <laughs> it makes me want the other ones opened. And part of me was like, well, maybe I should just open them all, which I could. But then if I do that. That shelf is useless because it's not the kind of shelf you can have opened figures on. Jake, you can't let these shelves run your life, man. <laughs> well, it's a nice looking shelf and the figures look like they, you've seen it. It's beautiful. Like it looks very good. Well, if I open those figures, then I have to get rid of that shelf and then buy other shelves. And then here's the problem with putting Godzilla figures on in Detovs. Godzilla's all have long fucking tails and that doesn't work. Like it, they, they display, it's hard to display them, um, and have them look, you know, as good as, as they can because the tails just get in the fucking way. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You rebuy all of them to open them. So then you, I have, mean, I'll, <laughs> you have like, to- I know that's a joke, but that sounds I wasn't joking. I don't joke about toys. I don't joke about guys. I gotta listen. No jokes. There's no jokes. This is a very serious podcast. I think what I'm probably going to just do is, you know, I I also know we're, I know we're going to talk about it later, but like they have another Godzilla figure that's coming out soon. And it's also in the like ultimate packaging. And I, I guess I'll, I'll probably just put another, I'll put another shelf up for those sort of figures and keep the other ones. Displayed how they are. Mm-hmm. There you have it. That's all there you can is. do. That's yeah. all you can do. You can, but all also, you, yeah. Also, this is the this so far I think is the best NECA Godzilla figure. It, I'm gonna pick like, it up. If anybody's just gonna buy one, like th- I think this is probably so far this is the one to get. It it is the most accurate looking to mm-hmm. the to the costume to the sculpt, and um, it's just it's just a nice figure so yeah. what you're saying is it's the godzilla 98 of uh godzilla figures 
cool. I what I love about it is Godzilla versus King Kong was the only Godzilla movie I owned as a child, and I watched it all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna pick that one up. That's gonna be my first Godzilla figure. Cool. cool. Besides, I have a, like a little three inch one that Abby got me a couple years ago that sits on my desk at work. It's you cute. guys also have a Rodan figure in your house. I don't that, know that you know that it's Rodan. Hey, but. Jake, I do know that it's Rodan <laughs> because oh, okay. I've had that since I was a child. It's been with me my entire life. I used to like. Okay, cool. I took it on trips with me to like swimming pools and bathtubs. Um, it's um, it's from the <laughs> 1994 Trendmasters line. Oh, oh why? <laughs> Well, I still did at age probably seven or eight do that. So, yeah. Hey, Maybe Abby, older. just just to let you know, like that, that character is in the new Godzilla movie coming out, like the new oh, American really? Godzilla movie. Yeah. Oh, dang. OK, cool. Well, I'm like a big fan. So cool. <laughs> um, from way back. Jake, anything? Uh, any other purchases before moving? Oh, uh, I did buy um, one of the NECA Ultimate Gremlin figures at Target over the weekend. Dude, you're those I was going to say yeah. your, your Gremlins collection, if anybody, it should still be up there. Um, we'll, we'll archive it so you can go to our Instagram story on YHS Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put up a great little video of all your Gremlins, and I was very jealous. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You know what? Like, I I have I kind of have the same problem with the NECA Gremlins as I do with the Godzillas, is their older, their older Gremlins are in, in the bubbles. And I have, uh, f- I think, four of the of like the old run that NECA did, but they're still in the packaging. And I'm, I'm thinking about popping those things open. Ooh. Not a bad Ooh, idea. Not such a bad idea. Jake, I saw your story. And when I did my initial reaction, I was like, wait, is that from our toy room? And Abby's, then Abby was like, did you I got, oh, we got those? I was like, fuck. No, we oh. don't. That's Jake. Our, our Gremlins collection Jealous. is not nearly what, what Jake's no. is. It is and, nowhere and you know what's, near. what's what's crazy though is like I've been looking at um I've been looking at Gremlins figures on eBay like loose because you know NECA I know they're doing this new run now which which look you know basically perfect but they they have done a lot of Gremlins figures in the past and they did a good amount of the, the Gremlins from Part Two. Hmm. And um, I missed out on a lot of that. And I was looking on eBay just for like loose. I was like, I'll buy them loose so I can display them. And I'm just like, God, there's so there's so many. There's so many different gremlins that they've put out that it looks like I have a lot. But it's like it's, it's a dark like, road to go down. Yeah. But we're toy collectors. So it's fun. It. It's good. Yeah. I mean, um, like, are you a real fan? Or, <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, if you, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. be like Zach Galligan and not join the podcast, you could do that. Dude, I'm um, looking at a Zach Galligan autograph right now on your NECA box. Hey, um, he's got a beautiful signature. Yeah, it's actually very nice. Hey, good for him. Too bad nobody's going to get it because he's yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah. There you go. Throne shade. Enemy of the it. podcast. Um, we're going to have to maybe mid year. We'll, we'll do an updated list of the enemies of the podcast because yeah. there's been some shifts. Um, I, I know that, uh, Edward Furlong is now a friend of the podcast and yeah. I'm not sure about Linda Blair. She's in some sort of like middle ground at this yeah. point. I think it's probably, uh, it's probably all, I'm not going to say, uh, never mind. Okay. okay. <laughs> keep going. Uh-huh. Keep going. Cool. Cool. Um, Very cool. So before we move on to the fuck budget this week, um, I did want to talk about Patreon real quick. So, uh, what's that? 
Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Patreon is a platform that Yes Have Some takes a part in that allows us to give additional bonus content to our listeners for the low fee of $5 a month. So we do bonus episodes. We do two to three episodes a month where we cover topics that we don't cover on the podcast. We do deep dives into movies, fantasy scenarios, all sorts of stuff. We have a lot of fun with it. And uh, you can sign up. We're having a lot of fun. The patrons that we already have really seem to enjoy what we're doing. It's $5 a month. You go to Yes Have Some's Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash yes have some. You sign up. Upon signing up, you immediately get access to our entire archive of bonus episodes. So we've been doing it since July. So there's, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 bonus episodes that are already there. You immediately get access to those. And then every time a new one pops up, you get that as well. So you're getting two to three extra bonus episodes per month for five dollars uh, i think it's a great deal and uh, we've had a lot of good feedback and uh more and more people are joining i did want to take a second to thank our newest patrons who have joined so thank you to wes adams Thanks, jack wes. thank you wes uh jack dupuy d-u-p-u-y dupu dupuy jack dupuy sorry if i'm botching your name uh michael redding and i've seen michael uh, has been posting in group therapy. This guy's got some collectibles. He's got some wrestling prototypes, mm. some Ninja Turtle stuff. Don't uh, go try and have a better collection than us, guys. Uh, he, he's already beaten me. <laughs> and uh, Eric uh, Galperin, those are our most recent uh, patrons. So thank you guys so much for signing up. And we really appreciate the support. Uh, the money goes straight back into the podcast. It allows us to work on cool projects like we're working on now. Also allows us to pay for this podcast and the hosting and the website and all of those kinds of things. So thank you very much. If you want to check that out, head over to patreon.com slash yes, have some. All right. So moving on from there, before we get to the fuck budget, uh, kind of rapid fire some news because there's actually last week was a slow news week. That's why we talked about high school the whole time, uh, which, (laughs) which people seem to really enjoy. I Uh, liked it. It, thank you to a friend of the podcast, uh, Ryan Dole, who started the thread on Group Therapy, where everybody started posting yeah, their killer thread, their high school pictures. Abby, yep. what'd you think of that? What was that? What'd you think of those? I guys? thought it was like one of the best threads we've ever had in uh, Group Therapy. So if you are not a member of Group Therapy, you should totally join up. Um, I posted my high school photo, which I like dug through so many um, things and parts of my house to try to find. And uh, it was totally worth it because I got to see like everyone else's photos from high school and everybody looks very cool. And I would have hung out with everyone for sure back in high school. So it was very cool to have that. Between that and the realization that half of group therapy played alto sax. (laughs) There were so many saxophones. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So, uh, but this week we've we've got a lot of news. So we're gonna mm-hmm. rapid fire this. Uh, this one I forgot to put on the rundown, but we should talk about it since we did a almost a whole episode about it like six months ago. Uh, James Gunn is back directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, well, man, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. This uh, I was not. I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised. I. Did not see this one coming. So I was very excited about that. And I know the three of us talked about it a little bit. Uh, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think we're all excited. Yeah, I am so mm-hmm. excited. More than anything, um, I'm thrilled that he'll be there to direct the movie. But I'm just excited to see his presence back on social media and to have him like back on Instagram and Twitter and 
Um, I think it's I'm excited moving forward. Um, I, I was really, really bummed about the news that he was let go. Um, I wouldn't want to watch Guardians. I don't feel like they could be they wouldn't be the Guardians that I know and love without him writing the words and creating the scene. So I'm just really glad to have him back. You OK? Yeah. All good. Abby's hitting the I desk just, again. I just hit the desk. Um, <laughs> I uh, my favorite. That's the drinking game, by the way. Anytime Abby knocks something over, you guys get to take a shot of whatever you've got. Probably Dr Pepper. Probably some Dr Pepper. <laughs> um, I uh, I loved. So they apparently Disney never even started searching for a new director. Uh, and they made this decision months ago, but there was those rumors that came out that Taika Waititi was going to take over, mm. which were unfounded and not true. <laughs> and then uh, uh, when James Gunn, when they announced this and James Gunn made his post, Taika Waititi tweeted, he was like, wait, I thought I was going to direct it. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really funny. That um, is funny. So welcome back, James Gunn. And uh, all is yeah. right with the world now. Yeah. All, <laughs> well, it's very cool. Not all, but not that's everything. one thing that's right with the world. Um, but in the Marvel Universe, yes. So that's cool. And uh, the Dis- speaking of that, the Disney-Fox uh, merger uh, that has been kind of going back and forth uh, for the last year or two is officially 100% finalized. So final that today on Disney's uh, site, Disney.com, where they have kind of a montage of all their characters, they included Deadpool, uh, which is really interesting wow. that that's who they included. So uh, Disney officially owns uh, major portions of, uh, of Fox, including their entire film division. And uh, I don't know, there's people who want to... There's, you know, there's an argument to be made that it's not good for one corporation to own so much and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what we talk about on this podcast. We're just excited that the X-Men and Fantastic Four and Deadpool can come over to the MCU. That's mm-hmm. literally all I care about. That's mm-hmm. all I care about in life. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally. Be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Chris Stewart, uh, host of the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip, posed mm-hmm. a question on group therapy on taking bets Will they set up any of those new characters, X-Men, Fantastic Four, uh, in a possible post-credits scene in the new Avengers? Uh, Jake, what do you think? You think it's a possibility? Well, sure, it's a possibility, but I think it's a possibility. Yeah, but I think probably not, because I feel like Avengers Endgame is going to there's so much happening in that movie. It's going to be such I almost feel like that's going to be whatever we get at the end is just going to be some sort of like, we need time to chill out. Like Mm -hmm. this is kind of the movie that they've been building towards for the last 10 years. And it doesn't make sense to immediately be like, well, this is what, you know, like we don't, they don't need to get us excited for the next movie. It's like, this is it. They need, they'll probably do this. And, And I'm not saying there won't be an after credit sequence, but it's probably going to be a very like, I just feel like it's going to be a much more low key kind of thing. Uh, I, think I was thinking they should do like a, a, an end credit sequence where it cuts to a movie theater and the end credits of Avengers Endgame are rolling and you see Deadpool sitting there watching the movie. Oh <laughs> shit! Now I want it. My that, thoughts were that that's no. Funny. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm most excited about seeing Deadpool crossover into those other properties, and. Um, yeah, I don't know if they'll have time. The movie Endgame comes out April 26th, so I don't know 
like what the logistics of getting yeah, an end credits there, there, there would have to be like film. you'd have to do casting and shit if they're going to yeah. start like I mean maybe they can maybe they can like they can sure it can be done but um, will it probably not but will it I don't think so mm-hmm. uh, but I but I am sure at this point I mean like they I feel like they're not going to really you know it's not going to if they were going to do a tease I don't, it can't be really anything X-Men related because that that that's that they're Fox is still doing an X-Men movie. You know what I mean? Like Ew, it, it would be weird. Don't remind it, would us. Be, it would be weird to, uh, you know, tease that those characters are coming when like, we don't even have, you know, there's it's, that's still happening. So, right. I don't right. Know. It's going to be a couple years before we really see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a probably, Marvel probably, MCU X-Men but it, movie, but it's going to happen no matter what. Like mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you, like the next phase of the Marvel universe is definitely going to, introduce the fantastic four and the x-men like they they're, they're at a point with the avengers now that all a lot of the characters they're bringing in are characters no one's ever heard of mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing but like uh they're probably like hey you know what we can bring in the fantastic four now like that's a big part of 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 this universe and uh they have a little bit of you know name recognition behind them so it's gonna mm-hmm. happen cool yeah i'm yeah. excited to yeah i just want to see deadpool with rocket raccoon and groot like in their own movie or at least just together i mean just to think about it this series has been going on since 2008 and it, in some ways it feels like they're just getting started so uh we're yeah. it's you know there's a lot of people who want to complain or can complain about these movies and it's like I feel like we're all a little spoiled at this point because we're, we're seeing yeah. some really cool shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the last piece of news I wanted to mention before we get to the fuck budget. This is a day I didn't think we'd ever really get to. Ten fucks. <laughs> yeah. I give this ten. That's why you didn't put this on the fuck budget. Yeah. I didn't put this on the fuck budget because I already sent the email before the announcement came. <laughs> um, and it kind of deserves its own thing. Ladies and gentlemen, August 21st, 2020, we will be in theaters sitting down in the front row. No, not in the front row. Front row is good at a concert, not a movie. Uh, For Bill and Ted Face the Music. Bill and Ted 3 is officially happening. Uh, We've been kind of... um, Something that is really weird. Right when I said that, my my Twitter notification just went off and says Bill and Ted three says, whoa, we're trending. Uh, (laughs) So, um, wow, dude, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter put out a little video today uh, officially announcing it. And uh, yeah, I I'm thrilled. I Abby, what do you think? I mean, I'm literally just as thrilled. I got into Bill and Ted like over the last couple years with this podcast and it felt like I feel like we've talked about the rumors of um, a third movie happening a lot. But at this point, it's 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 real. Yeah. Like they announced it. So that's exciting. Yeah, we have talked about it a lot because, you know, being like the the number one self-proclaimed Bill and Ted podcast. Absolutely. Um, Dude, we're the number one in a, like, a lot of categories. I don't listen. I don't know what this movie is going to be. It, it could be super weird. It, it's it's just like it's weird thinking about those characters old, but it, I think it has the potential to be very funny. And I'm, I'm super happy that this is happening. And also like, uh, I'm not sure who, who it was, but someone in the, in the, in group therapy mentioned that, like, we're going to get, as long as, you know, dates don't change, we're getting Ghostbusters three and, and Bill and Ted's three, like a month apart from each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Doesn't that seem insane? Um, 
Ten-year-old Craig is very upset that he has to wait till 2020 <laughs> for Bill Craig's and Ted getting 3. upset. <laughs> Get a little Craig's angry. angry. Um, but uh, modern Craig, 35-year-old Mr. Barge, says, fuck yeah, this... For A, from a selfish point of view, it makes podcasting really fun when there's awesome stuff to look forward to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I feel the same way, Jake. Like, I don't know what this movie's going to be, but the fact that, like, they don't have to make this movie. This is not for money. This is because... It seems like it's for the fans. <laughs> I cannot wait until this first trailer comes out. Yeah. I just, like, I just don't know what to expect. And I can't imagine that it's not going to be completely insane. <laughs> I am like getting giddy just thinking about it because like Keanu Reeves is great. And Alex Winters, like these guys are great. They've mm-hmm. always been great. And like now we get to s- revisit these characters uh, way on down the line. And you can't imagine that they've like, you know, uh, evolved that much. And we already know yeah. the storyline. They've said that the storyline is Bill and Ted are, you know, in their 50s and they realized that even though they are the ones who basically saved the world and restore faith to humanity by writing the greatest music of all time mm-hmm. they haven't yet they realize they haven't done it. yeah i hope uh, i hope death and station come back oh i think they're back yeah. i like I think i'd like back. to see those characters yeah um dude I like the idea of like death showing up and they think he's there because like they're like, whoa, dude, we're dying. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm excited. I, I, I really can't wait. And I love that it's trending. I love that 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 little announcement video had like half a million views in like two hours. Like people are excited about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we will uh, we will update everybody. I think filming is going to start in a couple months and hopefully we'll see some images soon. And yeah, I can't wait for those. Um. You know, say hello to the princesses for me. <laughs> uh, cool. So, I think it's time to do this fuck budget. What do you think? Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's do it. It's been a while. Let's do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Here we go. It's time for the Yes Have Some Fuck Budget, the segment of all segments. The We haven't done one in a while. And uh, now it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Jay Key, gave us an in-person request. He said, "Hey, when's the next fuck budget?" And I be still my heart. I said, <laughs> "It's coming." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was really happy to wake up this morning to all this news. It's, yeah, yeah. It's much Bunch more, of trailers and shit. It's, uh, it's way more fun when there's like the fuck budget's not like all right. Outback Steakhouse in <laughs> South Dakota okay. is closing. Jake, how many fucks? So cool. So what we do is we take five topics in movies and pop culture, things that YHS would love to dish about. Jake and Abby each have a budget of 10 fucks that they have to dole out, and they have to spend those fucks wisely. They cannot overspend. They have to allocate the number of fucks that they care about for each topic. Are the two of you ready? Yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, Ryan doled out my fucks for uh, <laughs> for the fuck budget. Oh, you doled them out. I see what you did. <laughs> yeah. uh, I see. I see. Um, all right, here we go. Number one. Today we saw the release of the released. I have to quit adding D's. <laughs> I'm exciting. <laughs> Stranger Things season three trailer is out. 
It premieres July 4th, I believe, on Netflix. Yep. When it comes to the season three trailer for Stranger Things, Abigail Gardner, how many fucks do you give? Yo, I give this three very excited fucks. I I feel like I'm more excited for this season than I was for season two, even though season two had like a Ghostbusters tie-in. So that's that's a little stressful and weird. But I really, really dug this trailer. I felt like the music was spot on and it felt very joyful. And I watched it um, three times today. The first two times that like opening sequence with Dustin, both times like had me laughing very organically and very hard and just getting excited for the show in general. Um, And as the trailer kind of rolls out, um, you get all those notes basically and like nostalgic ties to other movies that you love um but i think at the same time it maintains its stranger thingsness and like you see uh shots that are definitely like with 11 in particular you're like oh this is going to be just like stranger things and then you see the fucking monster which is like mind-blowing and very cool looking to me i think that it feels like sandlot dirty dancing fast times at richmond high there's some shots that look like terminator and then like overall with the fourth of july thing you get kind of like jaws vibes which is very cool so I was I was into it. I say three fucks. Plus cool. you've got like Egon's grandkid in it. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not kids anymore. No, dude. Uh, I think that's gonna be good. Cool. Jake, how many fucks you give about this? Yeah. Um I gave it one fuck. Uh, okay. I do think I do think the trailer looks good. But here's the thing. Season two sucked. Ooh. It's not good. Season two. Season one is very, very good. And I know it's hard to like when you when you come out with something in your first season or, you know, this this is with anything, even like with a movie and a sequel. When the when the first is so kind of takes you by surprise and it's maybe better than anybody's really anticipating. It's hard to follow that up. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was proven when season two came out because it is very bad i really like after season two i i completely dropped off like all of my excitement for stranger things was gone i was just like i don't care about this like this is what it's at this is what it is now and i don't care anymore Mm -hmm. um now this trailer does look great it to me seeing this trailer is like oh well this is clearly closer to the first season maybe we're gonna get back on track but also it's just a trailer and trailers can be so deceiving in any, you know, for good or or bad. Dude, you put so, Teenage Wasteland on. I'm like, all right, this is good. Yeah, you this know, like they, they, can, they can trick you into thinking something's good. Like, you know, like you know, the trailer for season two came out and there's this giant monster and you're like, oh, cool. And then like, how much was that monster in the fucking show? You know what I mean? Like, sure, you can throw a monster in it and it looks great, but it, it depends on how it's. I got to see it. Mm-hmm. I, I only gave it one fuck like. Partly because I, I wanted to give more fucks to other things and partly because I'm being a little apprehensive here because I, I thought the season two was not good. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still like excited to see something. But yeah. Hey, man, they're your I, fucks. I, my hopes aren't my hopes just aren't very high. You yeah. know, I, I, I want to say I want to maybe chime in on some of these. Um, I I've only watched season two one time. Uh, I might go revisit it. Uh, just as a little refresher going into the third season. I did not hate season two. It was definitely a drop-off from season one, but it had a lot of stuff in it that I liked. Um, I, my problem with season two is that uh, that eighth, seventh episode, the, the weird 11 episode 
where she goes to Chicago is mm-hmm. fucking awful. It's just it just was a bad way to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I thought Sean Astin was really good and I thought there was some good character development with uh, oh God. Eleven, I know who you're talking about. Eleven and uh, what's the sheriff's name? Hellboy. Hellboy, yeah. We'll call him Hell, mm-hmm. Sheriff Hellboy. And uh, so there was some stuff I liked in it. And obviously the Hopper. ghost. Yeah, Hooper. Hopper. Hopper. It's whatever. not Hooper. Mm-hmm. Hooper. Uh, Hopper. Hopper gets the 11. Uh, <laughs> I like the Steve stuff and the kids. Like that stuff was some of the funnier, yeah, I, and, more endearing. And we talked about it then. One of the issues was that they rushed that season. Like they went into production very quickly with a quick turnaround. This season they waited a little bit longer. It's going to be almost a two-year uh, span in between those seasons. Um, and hopefully it's a, a good character driven yeah. show. I and agree. Yeah. I kind of hope they expand on the mythology a little bit, you know, so maybe we can learn a little bit more of the why, uh, behind what's going on. Um, but I, I thought it was definitely a, a from a, tr- just a trailer perspective. I thought it was a very well done trailer. Music mm-hmm. was good. The colors were good. Uh, it definitely doesn't look like it's going to be like a retread. It looks like they're moving forward. And let's not forget, uh, I don't know if you guys caught who the mayor is now in Hawkinsville. Mm-hmm. It's uh, somebody who, if you design a contraption for tracking data inside of a tornado. You stole my idea, <laughs> you son of a bitch. He might <laughs> come by and uh, unrealized. Carrie Ells. Uh, yeah. He's great. He's always great. Elways, yeah. um, whatever. Elways, whatever. John Elway. The Dread Prince something. <laughs> the uh, no, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. And it, it, what I do love, though, is like all those kids now are like in their weird, awkward, like 14 year old stage. Yeah. They're growing up. They're all, they all, their faces all look the same, but they're all a little bit taller, a little stretched yeah. out. And, uh, yeah, it'll That's be fun. That's your takeaway from That's the trailer? That's my takeaway. Those kids got taller. <laughs> They're stretched out. They're all stretched Those out. Those kids got all stretched out. You could tell You could tell season three is going to be better because, like, the kids are, like, they're just like bigger people. Yeah. And like they'll be able to fight the monsters more effectively because right. of their bigness. Because they're much bigger. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Good that'll review. be uh, that'll be fun. We'll 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 be covering. Yeah, it. I'm hyped. Uh, I was super hyped last uh, when season two when that trailer dropped and excited for that season. And then just like you, Jake, I was disappointed by the eleven like plot twists and all the additional characters. It felt like the expose episode of Lost, where it's like, oh, let's explore the other people on the island. It's like, no, don't just like stay within the characters that we know and care about. I will so. say this: I'm rooting for Stranger Things. I do not root. For The Walking Dead, I re- I I hope The Walking Dead uh, fails <laughs> yeah. because I hate it and it's so bad and yeah. it should have been so much better because Abby and I were talking about it last night uh, when Frank Darabont was like in charge and like that guy's awesome and he did uh, the Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption and The Mist and like the first season of Walking Dead is good and they fucked him over mm-hmm. and that show deserves to be as shitty as it is. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm on one Ooh. now. Ooh, yeah. Jake, Salty. don't you kind of agree with me throw uh, shade yeah, yeah no totally cool. totally cool so i'm rooting for stranger things rooting for those duffers yeah uh but they're not gonna be directing ghostbusters like i long predicted so mm-hmm. but can- i feel like somehow they were involved in like the <laughs> well getting things rolling they maybe. gave us egon's grandson uh <laughs> which is that's totally gonna turn out to be not, not a thing um all right moving on the once upon a time in hollywood trailer Debuted this morning. This is the brand new film from Quentin Tarantino, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, 
Margot Robbie, and a host of others. I love Quentin Tarantino, so I was very excited about this. And it was one of my most looked forward to movies of 2019. Jake, what did you mm-hmm. think of this trailer? How many fucks did you get? Um, I gave it a four fucks because Quentin Tarantino movies are like, <laughs> they're like you just said, th- that's what you look forward to. Quentin Tarantino is like, his movies have just gotten better, better and better. And they're always like, you know, they're always huge standouts you know, among the year of, of whatever is released. Like his, his, his movies are great. Like we, we were talking about him this weekend. Um, now I gave it four fucks because I know it's going to be amazing. Like you just, it's like you, you, you don't go into a Quentin Tarantino movie, not expecting it to be amazing. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't happen. Um, that being said, there's some fun stuff in the trailer, but also I feel like, I, I don't know if if he's, you know, trailers are made by the company, different people. Like, you know, they're not usually cut together by the director or anything. I don't know how he does it if he has like a say in what the trailer is. But I feel like his first, his teasers are never like super exciting or like super, they don't really like super grab you. Like I was, I watched it and I'm like, Oh, that's probably going to be fun. It's like, you know, it's going to be amazing because it's Quentin Tarantino. But that first trailer, you're just like, Oh, okay. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. But, cool. uh, I mean, but I gave it four fucks because it's, it's fucking Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I respect that. Abigail, how many fucks? I gave this two motherfucking fucks because I also just like Jake, am excited about, Quentin Tarantino's next movie. I do enjoy them. I think he's like a brilliant director. I always enjoy um, his musical selections. And I think he does like violence in a really artistic way. And I think that this trailer doesn't really show you all that stuff. But knowing the subject matter, um, I, I, I was about to say I love Charles Manson. I don't know if I can say that. I am fascinated by him and like cults in general. So I'm excited to see him explore that territory. Um, and who doesn't want to watch like Margot Robbie and Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt? They're all very talented, good looking um, actors. So, yeah, I think that it's. Go- oh, also, I love Harley Quinn Smith. And I was scrolling through Instagram before we started recording and she posted a screen grab from that trailer. And she is in it as like one of the girls that stays at the Manson, like the ranch or whatever. So that shit is exciting to see that. I, mean, I don't know what in what capacity she's going to be in this movie, but I just am a huge fan of hers. So it's cool to see someone that you like. Like pop up in something that you're going to see anyways. So, yeah, I, um, I, I thought Jake, I kind of agreed with you. The trailer was kind of, it, it was fine. Um, I think the thing about this movie specifically is they don't, they haven't really revealed, like, we don't really know what the plot you is. You don't really know the story. Yeah. We know it takes place in the summer of 69. We know that the Manson family will be involved in his ties to Hollywood, uh, and Sharon Tate and all that will be part of it. But what we found out from this trailer is that Leonardo DiCaprio is a famous actor. Brad Pitt plays his stunt double. um, And Bruce Lee is going to be in the movie. So um, I will say this. Tarantino is one of my favorite directors. I have no doubt that this movie is going to be batshit crazy awesome. And you just got to go see these movies. Yeah. But I will say that I always forget that Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite actors. Like he's I he's so good. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he's just awesome. And um, I remember when I first saw the trailers for Hateful Eight, I was like, oh, that'll be 
that's cool. Quentin Tarantino's doing a Western kind of thing. And then I went and saw it and I was like, oh, that's like my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm good. Um, so, yeah, I think it's uh, going to be great. And Jake, before I throw it back to you, just to let everybody know the extended roadshow edition of The Hateful Eight with 25 extra minutes of footage will be on Netflix this summer. Okay. Oh, wow. That's cool. cool. That, that is, is cool. cool. I'm excited. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, you know, in that trailer, just one last thing I wanted to say. Uh, the, the little bit with Bruce Lee, um, he, he there's that like little joke, but then it shows him, you know, like fighting with somebody. Right. Um, just seeing like that's sm- that's small. Like, you know, who knows how how much of that there is in the movie and it doesn't matter. But just seeing that shot and that like sort of cinematography, the Quentin Tarantino style of music and that fighting, it instantly made me think of Kill Bill. And I think I love Kill Bill mm-hmm. so much. I don't think Kill Bill is Quentin Tarantino's best movie, but I think it's his funnest movie. And it just like for that, like, you know, two seconds, it made, it made me feel like Kill Bill. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, I will be there day one and I'm sure there's going to be controversy and it's going to be violent and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate, she did a little, I also just want to put this out there. The sixties, specifically the late sixties, probably one of my favorite, like, time periods to explore. It's why I love Mad Men so fucking much. And Zodiac and all that. Oh my god, I just love it. So, um, yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I can't wait to see it. I give it five fucks. I get as many fucks. Oh, you got fucks now? I get fucks. Okay. Um, And Brad Brad Pitt's also a very great actor. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that those guys are still doing Quentin Tarantino movies. Like, they could easily just, like... Those are some of the biggest actors of like our generation, and they could go make millions and millions and millions of dollars taking whatever parts come their way. But you could tell they want to make good movies. Yeah, like, yeah, but I think I, f- I feel like you know, obviously we don't know. We're not in Hollywood, and we don't know these people. But doesn't it seem like people who work in Hollywood are all probably like, God, I'd love to be in a Quentin Tarantino. Yes! Movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's don't what I was going to think- say. Don't you think the first time an actor gets a call to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie, it's probably like a momentous occasion because like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His his movies are like they're in they're in a category completely to their like nobody writes like Quentin Tarantino. Nobody Mm -hmm. does. They're all all of his movies are just like on another fucking level. And you just know that it seems like that's a thing that actors probably like aspire to. Yeah. And it's probably like a goal. They're just yeah. like, I'm in a fucking right. Quentin Tarantino movie. Also, yeah. what I love about Quentin Tarantino is he could put anybody in his movies and elevate them. Like Quentin Tarantino could be like, Oh, Adam Sandler and Kevin James are going to be in my next movie. And they'd both be like incredible. In yeah. It. Uh, just because right. <laughs> like, which now that I said that out loud, I was like, Oh, I want to see that. Jason Momoa. I <laughs> Any of them. Stop yeah. it. No. What's that Never movie? heard of Jason Momoa. Dude, uh, dude Quentin Tarantino's doing Grown Ups 3. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Same <laughs> cast, everything. Same Just cast. let him write the script. Um, dude. Well, cool. Let's move on here. So, little Star Wars action. Uh, Star Wars Celebration's coming up in a couple weeks, so we should be getting the first Episode Nine trailer as well as the title, um, which is kind of cool that they haven't revealed anything yet. I like that. Keep it a little mystery. Um, but looking forward... Uh, to future Star Wars movies. Um, nothing's been announced or confirmed, but we do know that the Game of Thrones showrunners, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, 
are uh, going to be doing a trilogy uh, in the Star Wars universe, an original trilogy that takes place outside of the uh, saga, the main uh, Skywalker st- uh, saga. And it came out this week that it might be starting up production uh, as soon as this fall and will be set during the Old Republic. Disney wants to open up the Star Wars timeline and appeal to a more Game of Thrones style audience. Somebody also described it as Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. When it comes to the Game of Thrones dudes taking on a new Star Wars trilogy outside of the Skywalker saga and ramping it up this fall. Who started last time? I did. So that means it's Abby's turn. Yeah. How many fucks do you give? Um, I'm giving this one semi-curious fuck. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be like the Lord of the Rings I was watching earlier today. Uh, <laughs> no, but when I heard the sound of Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings, um, that's exciting and enticing to me. Um, I love the idea of exploring stuff that happened like way before the current saga. So um, that I mean, secretly, do I want it to be Sindel's story from like Caravan of Courage? Yes. Would I like it to be about Ewoks? Yes. Um, but like uh, whatever it's going to be. Well, I, think I didn't it's put it on be- the fuck budget, but there's also a rumor that there's going to be an Ewok series on the Disney streaming service. I mean, I'm down for that as well. I, if it's good. Yeah. Like make it happen. I love Ewoks. Um, so yeah, I know this isn't like completely finalized information, but whatever, like what I'm hearing from it, I'm excited about. And I think Game of Thrones, although it's not my absolute like number one show, it's always, um, extremely well done and enjoyable. And I think that they can handle the Star Wars mantle. And it would be kind of neat to see some crossover with some Game of Thrones actors popping up within the Star Wars galaxy, which we've seen before already with, um... Phasma, what's the actor, actress, I can't remember her name. Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that it would be new territory, you know, to see some of those actors show up. I think it'd be neat to see um, guard, or Game of Thrones characters in the Star Wars universe, and I'm excited about this. Although I know that Star Wars has been Wait, kind of on. falling down the charts You want to see Game of Thrones characters in the Star Not Wars characters, universe? characters, actors. <laughs> Do it. Fuck it. Why hey, not? Yeah. Bring them Maybe over. Maybe that's what Star Wars needs. Jon Snow. Fine. I'm fine with it. Dragon Woman. Come with <laughs> yeah, me if you want to live. I'm Sarah Connor now. <laughs> uh, Jake, how many fucks? Um, I agree with Abby in a lot of that. I also gave it one fuck, partly because um, there were other, there were some other things I wanted to give fucks to, but also like I like Game of Thrones and and you know I like Star Wars, but also like the last two Star Wars movies they they hurt me. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm nervous at it. It's at, at so many like I, I got to I'm at a point with Star Wars where I got to take it slow and I, I got to see I got to see, you know, the next film before I can start getting worried about future Star Wars plans. You know, like <laughs> there there are some franchises where I'm just like, yes, just make it make more of these. I don't care what happens. But then sometimes you're like, well, Star Wars is so special And it seems so important that it's like, I don't want it to be so super diluted with bad movies or bad anything. And I know there, there is already a lot of star Wars. Sure. And you can argue that people can make the argument that more of them are bad than good, whatever. But it's like every star Wars announcement stresses me out right now. 
I I want to see. I want to get fucking. I want to get solo out of my fucking mind, and I want to get the bad parts of uh, the the Last Jedi out of my brain, and I want to be excited. And I want this next Star Wars movie to. I just want to love it so I can be more excited about like future star Wars projects. Cause yeah. right now I'm just like, I don't care. I yeah. don't want to hear, I don't want to hear it. I'm stressed out about star Wars right now. Yeah. Jake, did you ever um, play any of the old Republic games? Knights I did not. Republic? I did not, but I've always heard, like I, I have heard a lot of people talk about how great all the old Republic stuff is. And you, that's one of the things you hear so many people complain about, like, why isn't there more, you know, old Republic movies or TV shows. So I, I mean, that's cool that that's what they're, they're going for. Yeah. Um, I know it has, I has I, I a like game. Sorry. Sorry. Just that you could talk over me. It's cool. <laughs> I, was gonna, I know it has a lot to do with the early days. I don't know if it's hundreds of years or thousands of years before the, the Skywalker saga, but it has to do with the, the, the divide between the Sith and yeah. the Republic and the, I, the origin of the Jedi. I feel like going I feel like going so far in the past or so far in the future is definitely a right. Like, I feel like that's a cool step because, uh, yeah, I love seeing like everybody loves seeing the characters that we know. But um, one of one of the things that I think works so well for um, uh, Rogue One is that you don't it, the, the, the characters you do know is a very small amount of them. And I think that kind of frees you up to 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 take a slightly different approach or go in a different direction. Um, and it doesn't kind of pin you down to shit. It's like it, it, it's it's it'd be nice to get away from seeing the same characters over and over. So that's a good way to go. I like Game of Thrones. I, 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 it sounds like that's a fun way. Like if they're going to go for like a little more serious, a little more like. I don't know, fantasy driven or whatever, like saying Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars is such a weird phrase, but that's all fine. I'm just, uh, I'm just in a weird stressed out place with Star Wars Yeah, and and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be in that place until probably this movie comes out. Like I'm sure, I'm sure the trailers are going to look great, you know, and, and, and that, and I'll be excited about that, but I feel like, up until the day I, I see this this next movie, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be in a weird place with Star Wars. Right, you're like in a suspended animation with Star Wars right now. Like I get yeah. it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, we get it. We were talking about Solo the other night and how hard it is to finish that movie. What was our? We came up with a thing. Our whole joke was a like to be a couple struggling in like a commercial and be like, we've been trying for weeks. Uh, it's been really difficult, but we're we're gonna try tonight. To it's like basically the joke is that you're trying to finish watching solo, but it's the two of you like sitting on a couch talking about struggling. <laughs> it's the hardest thing we've ever it's the had to do. Thing to do. Um, it's yeah, very I mean, I'm ready for Star Wars to be amazing. You know, I'm ready. Like, you know what? Ryan Johnson's a great filmmaker. I don't know what happened with The Last Jedi because there's some great and some not so great, but like, I don't know what's going to happen with his trilogy, but I, I'm excited about these Game of Thrones dudes. These guys have proven that they can handle. Have you seen those Game of Thrones books? Like, if they hired me to direct one of these, like a Game of Thrones thing, let's let's hold on. Let's back up. Let's, back up. <laughs> what? let's what? pretend yeah. that I was on. 
What I'm saying is those books are very big. There's a lot going on. So what they've been able to do is take a giant series with tons of characters and tons of depth and adapt it and make it. Game of Thrones is a great show. It's digestible. People love it. You can be a casual fan of it. You can be a very deep dive fan of it. Uh, There's something for everybody. And I think when Star Wars is at its best... There's something for everybody. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, J.K. Simmons, my favorite band director, did a little <laughs> bit of teasing. He was being interviewed for a new movie, and they because of his close working relationship with Jason Reitman, they asked him about the new Ghostbusters. He said he knows everything and that it's amazing and that it's funny and that he can't wait, but he can't reveal anything that he knows. All I'm saying is, I don't care how close you are with Jason Reitman. If you're not in the movie, you don't know everything. So when it comes to J.K. Simmons and his teasing Ghostbusters 3 and possibly being in it, Jacob Walsh, how many fucks do you give? Um, You know, I, I gave this three fucks because – and this isn't the first thing. There was another – there was like another interview with J.K. Simmons – where he where he teased something like this. This wasn't the first thing. Right. Where he's so it's pretty I think it's pretty likely that he's in this movie. And that's exciting because J.K. Simmons is he he is a super under you like he's very underused. Um, he is very funny. Uh, he's also. Um, there's this movie, I haven't seen it yet, but, um, I hear he's really great in this movie called Whiplash. Oh, is that about like people, <laughs> Have you seen that? they go to um, roller coaster, their neck hurts. Exactly. Uh, uh, Whip, Whiplash is one of my favorite movies to come out in a very long time. And it's super intense. It's like a super serious movie and he's great in it, but he's also very funny. And I don't know. And like we, we, I think we've probably mentioned this before on the show, but he was one of the main actors in that show, Oz. And he's a fucking like awful human being in that show. Um, he he really can like that's a dude who can I think can play anything. He's he he he's a very well rounded actor, and I would be super excited to see him in Ghostbusters. So three fucks. Yes, Abigail. Dude, I gave this um, four fucks literally um, because I mean literally <laughs> literally <laughs> literal. Fucks. Yeah. No, same as Jake. Um, not necessarily for the same reason, because I didn't I didn't even think to that extent. I'm sure if he knows everything, it would be super cool to see him in the movie. But just reading um, the paragraph in this article that kind of uh, chronicles everything as it's happened so far with the development of Ghostbusters and reading that it's a fact that they have characters developed and that. Finn Wolfhard is, you know, being eyed and Carrie Hewn. Like, just reading it literally gets me extremely excited and um, just confident. And it's so different from the way that I felt in 2016 to, like, the weird nausea and, like, confusion. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm just getting more excited about Finn Wolfhard. I think his name substantiates, like, what's going on. I love reading that the old cast is going to return, like, even though every week Ernie Hudson's like, I'm not in it, even though, like, we're like, maybe he is. Who I don't care. I'm, I'm very excited about this. And after watching the Stranger Things season three trailer, it just got me even more pumped about it. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm fully on board. And reading this article made me give four fucks, and I'm going to, keep giving fucks about Ghostbusters 2020. 
When it comes to J.K. Simmons, though, do you think he has a place in this movie? Hell yes. I think he's got the perfect tone. Um, like Jake mentioned already, like he's he's serious. He's got dramatic chops. He's got comedic timing. And uh, like he just he carries his weight. And I think he would add legitimacy to the movie. So I don't know if you guys saw he they put up a video this week of him reprising his role of J. Jonah Jameson reacting mm-hmm. to the Thanos snap. And it's very it's very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I you know what? Listen, he could have a small role in the movie. He could have a big role. He could be the mayor. He could be a character's dad. He could be a Ghostbuster. Like, who, who knows? Like, there's a lot they could do. So uh, uh, he's a great actor. And if, if that's the caliber of people they're looking at for this movie, I'm exciting. Yeah. Dr. Barge <laughs> approves. Or Mr. Dr. Barge. Barge. I'm a doctor now. Well, you got your PhD. Yeah. Pretty. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> no period, though. It's just DR. No, he's Wait, a treat. Don't even think about it. All right. You guys ready for this last one? Yeah. We'll wrap it up. Yep. Cool. NECA revealed the packaging for their brand new Godzilla King of the Monsters action figure. It is in the ultimate figure patch packaging like we talked about earlier. Uh, it's beautiful. Things gorgeous. When it comes to the King of the Monsters figure being revealed today, Abigail, how many fucks do you give? Well, if you guys were paying attention, then you would know I have zero fucks left because I just gave them all away to the other categories. And also, when I see a Godzilla NECA toy on our fuck budget, I'm always like, this one's for Jake. So, you know what? It's very cute. I do like the packaging. It makes me really want to watch Godzilla 98. So... That's all I have to say about it. It's great. And I'm sure that Jake is probably more equipped to tell you about why he's excited about it. And I'm excited for you, Jake. <laughs> there you that go. That's good. Yeah, that you're welcome. Look, why, would I, why would I talk any more about it? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She conceded. Yeah, <laughs> well, she gave up. Jake She's like, fuck it. Zero, it says, I wrote zero fucks. Sorry, deal with it. And then basically like let Jake take over. It's very, it's very cute. Well, cool. All right, Jake. Well, yeah. how many fucks do you give? Um, well, if you were paying attention, I only have one fuck left to give, oh. so I gave it one fuck. Um, and not a real I fan. Would... What? I said you're not a real fan. <laughs> well, listen. Well, listen. I'm going to explain myself. I would have given it more, but here's the thing. The figure was revealed weeks ago. We know what the figure looks like. That's the important part to me. The packaging, who gives a fuck? Like, this is coming out of the box. Um yeah. Sure, it looks great. It looks good. I'm excited for all things Godzilla. I, I am glad they showed it to us, but uh, it, it looks a lot like the packaging for all of the rest of the um, the new. Like I, they're they're keeping a pretty similar theme to like the Jacks figures that are coming out. Um, I, I am glad that it is in the same kind of box where I, I can take it out. Um, and uh, that, that's about it. Like it, 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 the figure we've already seen. So and I mean, that's the that's the important part. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's going to be a bunch of Godzilla figures coming out in the next couple of weeks. Would you say April 1st? April, April 1st. April 1st is when um, the uh, the Jack's figures are supposed to start hitting stores. So that's pretty soon. Um, the NECA, they're going to they're going to release the Godzilla a little earlier. Um, I don't I, I don't know what the specific date is, but I did read that the Rodan and uh, the Mothra figure are going to be hitting like late April. Um, well, that's possibly. a bummer for me because I'm a Rodan fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. It yeah. said th- th- those two figures might not be hitting until like the movie is out slash when it's over. But the Godzilla is supposed to come out a little earlier. Cool. 
Well, we got a lot of big stuff coming up. Not only do we have Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Us comes out this week, the new Jordan Peele movie. Mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery comes out next week, and the reviews are already very good, so it'll be interesting to see how wrong or right those are. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't Critters know. tomorrow. Critters debuts Ooh. tomorrow on I Shutter. Critters for the first time this weekend also. So much stuff happening. Not yeah. to mention yeah. a little thing called Ghostbusters Fan Fest and the special project that we worked on this week. Uh, so we're busy. Yeah. And I got detoffs to build. You do. do you got to build them. We're going to let you guys yeah. know, but uh, we're going to let you go. But we're also going <laughs> to let you we're know. Gonna we're going to let no, you know. No, you guys hang up. Don't hang up. Wait, hold, 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 don't hang up. Not don't yet, hang, though. Not yet. Come on. I want to hear you fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to tell everybody about social media, Twitter and Instagram. Guys, to all of our new followers on Instagram, thank you so much. You're coming in droves. We really appreciate you. We welcome you to the fold mm-hmm. at YHS Podcast. We're posting toys. We're posting clips from episodes. We're giving tours of our toy rooms. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at YHS Podcast. Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast. And of course, the official Facebook group for Yes Have Some. We've referred to it a couple times today. It's Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Abigail Gardner, tell these yes. people how to get there. It's so easy. Uh, go to Facebook.com, log in, search for Yes Have Some Podcast. You'll see our main page pop up. As you scroll down, you'll see Yes Have Some Group Therapy appear. And that is a closed group. We keep it closed. That's how we keep it quality. So ask, uh, request to join. And Jake will probably let you in before I will, and then he'll brag about it. And that's fine, because we want more people inside of our group. It's a very special place, and people are posting awesome shit all the time. Newfound Glory covered This Is Me from uh, The Greatest Showman, and John Yurkaba posted about it, and I'm excited to listen to it after this episode. So get on there and join group therapy, guys. All right. There you have it. There it is. Mm -hmm. Jake, Abby, anything else before we go? That's it. Mm, no. Go buy some toys. Yeah. Buy some toys. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Self-care. <laughs> buy toys. Um, all right. Well, for Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner, my name's Craig. That is episode 142 of Yes Have Some Podcast. Mm-hmm. Always remember, if it comes down to paying a bill or buying a toy, you better buy the toy. Yeah. yeah. You should probably also pay the bill. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's oh, the like YHS. If, especially like, if it's wait. the Patreon bill. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait to pay the bill. It'll be fine. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.